0: Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts Blake Renneker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh all.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. My name is Derek Frisbee from DF Sports, and today we are going to talk about the bottom half of the receiver room. We've talked a lot about the top half and kind of how things are gonna shake out, who gets the playing time. But we really haven't talked about the bottom half. What if there is a seventh receiver on the roster? Who will that be? Who's battling for it? Who do I think is going to get it? That's what we're going to talk about today. But before we do, please be sure to check out the Dogs Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Please be sure to like this video, drop a comment in the comment section. Let me know what you think, as well as subscribe to the channel. Hit that subscribe button, it's free. Turn on your notifications so you never miss an upload. And also, jointhedogs.com. That's going to be your way to join the Patreon. We got a ton of things going on. Fantasy football is coming up very fast. So if you want to play fantasy football with us, join the Patreon at jointhedogs.com. There's also an extra after-hour show, text chat, ton of things going on there. Become a member, dollar month, get you some fancy stickers in the chat. That's your way of letting us know that uh, you support the podcast and you support the channel. So we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And I want to know what you think. If you don't want to type out in the comment section, thedogspodcast.com. You can leave a voicemail and let us know what you think and get your voice heard on the show. Or you can have an intro. You can have your very own intro to an episode of the Dog's Podcast. So if you want to be like Kenny Mac, dogspodcast.com. There you go. So, with that being said, let's get into this. So, we've talked at length about this wide receiver room, and I've kind of made it my personal mission to cover the wide receiver, because when you make a move to go out and get a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, surrounding him with as much talent as possible should be your number one priority, right? And today's NFL, you win defending the pass and passing the football. And I love Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb is the best running back in the NFL, as the players voted today uh, that Nick Chubb is the best running back in the NFL. Um, but the reality is, running back as a position, not Nick Chubb specifically, but just as a position, is not one that is going to be as heavily relied on anymore as it used to be, right? You don't have those bell cow running backs that are just getting the majority of the snaps, right? That's just not the way the NFL is moving, unfortunately. It sucks. We're still going to get Nick Chubb running the football. But we know for a fact that Kevin Stefanski has basically given to Sean Watson a pen and paper and said, hey, what makes you comfortable? What is going to make you succeed as a quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, as the guy and the offense is drastically shifting. We're going to have a lot more passing plays. We're going to be moving the ball downfield a lot more. Again, Chubb will get his carries, but it's going to be in different ways. You're going to see him getting the ball out of the backfield a little bit more than you have in the past. We, we gave Kareem the third down, but Nick could have easily did that. You're going to see him probably get his carries cut down a little bit, which is a bit scary. It is. But at the same time, it also if you like Nick Chubb or you love Nick Chubb, then it's not a bad thing because you're extending his career. Uh, I think he could probably lead the league in, in in Russian. Regardless of, even
0: though those guys may have still a hundred more carries than he will, yep. it doesn't matter. Right? If we can, if we can improve upon that, he can still lead the league in Russian because he's averaging. Uh, over five point two yards a carry. Uh, if we can improve upon that, I think he can average maybe six yards a carry, and, <laughs> no, and, he, can, and he can lead the league in rushing. So when I nick pick Nick, it's, it, he
1: understands there's big yardage that we left we left on the on the on the field. So you know it, it's not perfect. You wish these guys could just last forever, but it's not the reality in the NFL. So for the Browns making this decision to move more towards a passing offense is the right move to make. I don't know what that's going to look like exactly. We've heard reports that um, a lot of what Deshaun did with the Houston Texans is going to make its way over to the Cleveland Browns. How true is that? I don't know. I still think Kevin Stefanski is going to run the offense that he wants to run. It's just a matter of what that looks like. So with that being said... You got to take a look at the wide receiver room, and I've talked about it countless times. And I, one of the things that I keep saying, now for this upcoming season, it is very, very good. Right, the Browns went out this offseason and made a multitude of moves to bring guys into that wide receiver room, and uh, just looking at your starting lineup of Amari Cooper, DPJ, Elijah Moore, Marquise Goodman, um, Tillman, Bell those guys are the locks. Those guys are for sure going to be on this team in this wide receiver room. And yes, I know some people will say, oh, cut David Bell. Well, we know for a fact Andrew Barry doesn't want to cut draft picks, right? Anthony Schwartz, as of today, is still on this team. And why? I don't know. Other than the fact that he was a third-round pick. That's it. But David Bell... Um was fine you know he could have been better but he was open a lot of times he just didn't get the ball and you know I think he's going to step up and have a little bit bigger of a role this year so I think he is for sure a lock to make the team Marquise Goodwin talked about it he's going to have a bigger role than people think he's going to be that veteran of the room that brings a different skill set and I'm excited about Marquise Goodwin But looking at the wide receiver and moving towards a more passing offense, I think we have seven receivers on this team. So those six that I just named you, Cooper, DPJ, Moore, uh, Goodwin, Tillman, and Bell are those six guys who are for sure going to be in that wide receiver group. Now, who makes up that seventh spot? It's an interesting conversation because this has changed. I thought for sure, uh, you know, that this was not going to be really much of a competition at all. Because Michael Woods, I thought when he played was fine, right? This is not a guy who came in and just lit it up. But for being, I believe he was a seventh round draft pick, did pretty well. But he got hurt. I believe he tore his Achilles. He's going to be out for the year. He's on IR. Um, so, he's not there, right, and that leaves a hole at that seventh receiver spot, and for me, it's down to Jakeem Grant, Anthony Schwartz, Mike Harley Jr., Dalen Baldwin, and the guy who, not to uh, give away my pick here, but Jalen Dart, and for me, I think for sure Harley's out as good as Harley has played at times for the Browns. Anthony Schwartz, barring a miracle barring him somehow in one offseason learning how to play football for the first time in his life he's gone he's gone I feel bad for whatever team picks him up nothing against him personally but he could not be a worse football player he is terrible he's awful and the fact that he was a third round draft pick is alarming as far as the wide receiver evaluation but I think we'll make up with it. I think David Bell will be fine. Tillman will be fine. Um, so we'll move on past Anthony Schwartz, learn from those mistakes. And before we move on, this is for all you Browns fans in Ohio. Have you signed up for DraftKings yet? If you're a new user, you can instantly receive $150 in bonus bets after following just three easy steps. Create an account, deposit, and then wager $5 on any sport, and whether if your first wager wins or loses, you still receive the $150 in bonus bets. All you have to do is use the code THE DOGS when you sign up. The best part is by using our code The DOGS, not only gets you the bonus, but it also directly supports the podcast. So if you're considering signing up for DraftKings, definitely use our code THE DOGS to max maximize your first bets. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and are physically present in Ohio. Please remember to gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check out the episode description for the full, for the full terms of the offer. So, I think Schwartz is gone. Harley's gone for sure. Now, Jakeem Grant, uh, Dalen Baldwin, and Jalen Darden. This is really the conversation of who could potentially take that 7th wide receiver spot outside of them bringing somebody else in. But I just don't see that happening at this point. Jakeem Grant was pretty much a lock to make the roster. And then the NFL changed the rules where you can now fair catch kick returns and kind of like in college, I believe it's a in college where it comes out to the 25. That This rule is going to drastically drastically change kick returners and the makeup of rosters around the league because those guys aren't necessarily a premium anymore and when the Browns signed Jakeem Grant he was brought in to fill that role be that kick returner now you don't necessarily need that you could have somebody back there just fair catching is that what's going to happen every time no but Why would you pay Jakeem Grant for that role when you don't have to, really? So for me, as much as I hate to say it because I was looking forward to Jakeem Grant playing for the Browns, I don't think he makes the team. I'll be honest. I think that his role has now essentially by the NFL been eliminated for him on the Browns, and he's coming off of a major, major injury. So why you would keep a guy around for a role that's not really needed anymore coming off of a major injury, it it just makes too much sense to move on from Jakeem Grant, as unfortunate as that is. So then it comes down to two guys, Dalen Baldwin and Jalen Dart. Now, Baldwin has played really well at times. He was one of the guys in the preseason last year who surprised a lot of people, got a lot of people's attention. And I think he would be a solid option to make the roster. But with that being said, let's kind of dive into the main topic here. Um, I don't think he does. I think he's a guy that I'd like to see stay on the practice squad and bring him up, you know, if we need to, because the reality is injuries happen. You know, Michael Woods, nobody thought that was going to happen and it's always a possibility. So keep a guy like Baldwin on the practice squad in case you need him. Unless he just balls out in the preseason and is undeniable, keep him on the practice squad. That's just my opinion. So the guy that I want to talk about the most today and the guy who I want to make the last spot on the receiver room, Jalen Darden. Now, a lot of people don't really know about Jalen Darden, And it's hilarious to me because all of a sudden, people are jumping on this hype train as if (laughs) it's like people just found out how good he is, right? I've been a fan of Jalen Darden uh, since way before he was drafted, right? This guy was an absolute stud. And maybe it's just I'm just such a football nerd that I know these guys. But this guy's been great for a long, long time. And we're gonna dive into this here. But just a little bit of background, Jalen Darden, five, eight, hundred and seventy-five pounds, so not a big guy at all. Twenty-four years old. He was the twenty or he was picked in the twenty twenty one NFL draft, fourth round pick, one twenty-nine overall to Tampa. Um, so spent about a year and a half with the Buccaneers, and uh then he was waived. The Browns picked him up the very next day. So signed him off of waivers. And by all accounts, coming out of Cleveland, he's the hot name right now. Everybody's kind of buzzing about Jalen Darden coming out of camp. Uh, spent a lot of time with Deshaun Watson, and the connection is real. You've seen it. I talked about the clips coming out of camp, right? And I bet, like I said, made it my mission to talk about receivers and kind of explain to people why that's so important, you know, when you make a move to get a guy like Watson and what all that means – um, you know, and all the clips coming out of camp, Darden has had a connection with Deshaun Watson. And to me, he really has, for sure, he's got the edge, in my opinion. I think he's got the edge to make this roster, and I think he will make this roster. But the one thing that I cannot stand, and it really irritates me, is people talk about Jalen Darden as just a kick returner he's not just a kick returner okay I know a lot of people are just now jumping on this hype train um but I'm here to kind of give you some more knowledge on this guy because you know a lot of people don't know about him and Jalen Darden is somebody who set a school record at North Texas 230 receptions for 2,782 yards and 38 touchdowns Again, school record. Um, He's not obviously not a big school at North Texas, but when he was in college, he was leading college football um, in many categories. Touchdowns, receptions, over guys like Kyle Pitts, Devontae Smith, guys that you know that you think are great players, and they are great players. Jalen Darden was in that category. Now, obviously, at a small school, yeah, you know, that factors in, but he's still producing as a wide receiver, not just as a kick returner. He was 2020 Conference USA MVP, which is nothing to laugh about, nothing to sleep on. First team All-Conference USA in 2019. And overall, his college football career was just a fantastic player, was incredible, and You know what i love most about darden is his mentality his work work ethic um a lot of people don't know this guy lost his father playing college football you know during that time um you know and has consistently had that mentality of just not being held down regardless he's going to perform he's going to play well whether if that be through injury uh which he's dealt with um You know, obviously overcoming the battle of going to a small school, making it to the NFL, you know, he he was a fourth round pick coming out of a small school. That's a big deal, right? We see every year a lot of receivers, deep receiver classes, but to be able to come out of a small school and produce at that level and then to be a fourth round pick, that's not a small achievement. That's a really big deal. This episode is
0: sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, summer's in full swing and you know what that means. Temperatures are hot, grills are hot, and the deals are even hotter at Omaha Steaks. Right now, get the hotter than fire package at omahasteaks.com. America's original butcher is heating up the summer with blazing hot deals on mouthwatering grilling favorites guaranteed to tantalize your taste buds. Go to omahasteaks.com right now Enter code dogs, DAWGS into the search bar, and for a limited time, you can score 32 delicious grilling essentials, including 12 free burgers from Omaha Steaks for just $99.99. You'll get four of their world-famous Fort Tender Filet Mignons, four air-chilled boneless chicken breasts, four boneless pork chops, four gourmet jumbo franks, and so much more for 62% off the regular price. The Hotter Than Fire Pack is your chance to score unreal savings on unrivaled quality from America's Original Butcher. Right now, go to omahasteaks.com, use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, in the search bar to order today. This exclusive offer is only available for a limited time. You're not going to want to miss this. Get your grilling essentials now for the rest of your summer barbecues. Hurry over to omahasteaks.com, code DOGS, in the search bar, hotter than fire pack. Get all 32 grilling items for just $99.99. That includes your 12 free burgers. Remember, omahasteaks.com, code DOGS, in the search bar.
1: Yes, he was cut by the Buccaneers, and here's the thing. Let's just take the Browns out of it, right? Let's just look at Darden as a player. I am very excited that the Browns have him, and I was actually shocked because, like I said, I was a big fan of Darden before the draft. We didn't end up drafting him, and I kind of forgot. I kind of forgot about him, and then all of a sudden, one day, it's like, whoa, the Browns picked him up, and I was like, man, you know, I I didn't know really what happened with him on the Buccaneers, but I know the potential that this guy has, and I'm pumped that he's a member of the Cleveland Browns. And now here we are in the offseason of 2023, and he's all the buzz. Everybody's cu- talking about him, jumping on the bandwagon. This guy's been this good for a long, long time. Very good. So with that being said, I'm going to pull up his college stats for you and I know yes it's just college stats whatever take that for what you will but I want to pull it up regardless so you can take a look so obviously 2017 2018 uh nothing too special but let's look at 2019 and 2020 for uh, kind of getting more specific here with those two years so 76 receptions for 736 yards averaged 9.7 in uh, 2019, 12 touchdowns, his longest was 68 yards, really good season, right? 76 receptions, you know, not a thousand yards, but somewhat close, 12 touchdowns, really good year. And then in 2020, with two less receptions, put up 1,190 yards, averaged 16.1 per catch, 19 touchdowns, and his longest was 75 yards. He's really good. All right. He's really, really good. Um, and let's just take a look at returning here. So 2017, 10 return or uh, 10 attempts, 119 yards and a touchdown. Uh, his longest, 81 yards. Um, you know, 2018, five attempts, 62. 2019, 16, 108. And 2024 attempts with 21 yards. So essentially, as you can see from this, um, you know, his first three years, they used him a lot more as a returner. And then obviously his production as a receiver, they uh you know, just used him as a receiver. So as far as his role on the Browns, to me, it's it's a really good not problem to have because it's not a problem, but the Browns have a great diversity of receivers in the receiver room. And what I mean by that is you have Amari Cooper, who's your route runner, right? Just an absolute clinic of a route runner. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones is your big possession receiver who can go up and catch the ball, catch the 50-50 balls. Um, Elijah Moore Is kind of your hybrid of a speed guy with the route running ability. And, you know, to be able to make plays after the catch, Marquise Goodwin is just your speed guy. You know, he's the vet who can break it open, even at his age, still has a lot of speed. And then Tillman, as a rookie coming in, same thing as DPJ, uh, but offers you, in my opinion, a little bit more on the athleticism side of things. And then David Bell is your possession guy. You know, he's kind of your get open, get him the ball, doesn't have great speed, has solid route running, but is not going to wow you athletically, but he's going to be reliable. So if you threw Jalen Darden on or in that receiver room on the final 53, what you would have is essentially three guys who have really good speed with two Big possession receivers, you know, who can make your 50 50 balls. One guy in David Bell who's really, really reliable as a receiver um, and has good hands that you can count on. And then, you know, with Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore, two guys who are your route runners. It's just Elijah Moore offers you a little bit more, pun intended, as far as speed and that kind of thing. So, if you throw Darden in this receiver room, that gives you a really good amount of different skill sets from a bunch of different guys. And you want to have that because then you can attack defenses different ways. It's not like you have uh, only big receivers where you're constantly just having to throw up 50-50 balls. This way, the Browns can hit you multiple different ways. You can have you know, your route runners doing this, your big guys going deep, your speed guys coming over the middle. Like there's just so many different things Kevin Stefanski can do with the guys that he has to work with now. And for uh Jalen Darden, yes, the kick return rule changes hurts, but I actually think it helps him. Believe it or not, I think it helps him because The Browns last year, they had, uh, Demetri, or not Demetri Felton, uh, Jerome Ford, right? They had Jerome Ford on kick return and he did a really good job. Now Jerome Ford is your running back too. You're not going to want him out there every single kick return, right? Because then you're risking injury. So somebody has got to fill that role. Donovan Peoples-Jones is not somebody you want on kick return. He, you know, had a touchdown last year, punt return, but Darden is somebody who could come in, fill that role, you wouldn't have to, you're yeah, obviously not paying him a lot, um, and can kind of give you what you need as a kick returner and offers you a lot more, in my opinion, as a wide receiver than Jakeem Grant. And yes, Jakeem Grant, fast, yes, he's great, whatever, and it sucks, but The thing with Jalen Darden and a lot of people really, it's weird because he's being compared uh, to a bunch of random guys, at least what I've seen. But for me, he would essentially be the Browns version of having a Kadarius Toney on this roster as your seventh receiver. Now, are you interested in that? Because I'm certainly interested in that having somebody with that skill set for cheap because Darden is very fast. He's got really solid route running, but he's very twitchy. This is a kind of guy that you get him the ball and you let him go, right? He's solid creating separation, right? He was obviously a lot better creating separation in college. He was a red zone nightmare because he was just getting open every single time. In college, Now, at the NFL level, watching him on the Bucks struggled a little bit um, getting separation against NFL corners and, you know, his hands weren't as consistent. Now, coming to the Browns, I think that his role would be a lot better suited for him, um, you know, where he doesn't have to play any particular important role. It's not like he's going to have a big role. He's just going to give you a healthy rotation of speed. And that's what you want. That's what we need. Um, And I think it's a perfect situation for him. And listen, if he doesn't make the Browns roster, you know, and he goes to some other team, this kid's going to make it somewhere. Right. This kid is going to make it somewhere. He's got that mentality. He has the mentality, the work ethic. He understands what he has to do obviously, you know, has overcome a lot of things and has worked his way to this point. And now he's fighting an uphill battle. This is a crowded receiver room, but the opportunity is there. He's taken it. He's working with Deshaun Watson. He's putting in the work and he's making a name for himself. Now, coming up in camp, got to continue it. Moving on to the preseason, got to continue it. And I think he has a really good opportunity uh, to build a connection with a guy like Dorian Thompson Robinson in the preseason and kind of make your name known and shine out there to cement yourself as that final receiver. So with that being said, let me know your thoughts. This is obviously kind of a a hot topic that's not really talked about that much, if that makes sense. But I think it's important. I think it's a big deal. Um, Hopefully this uh, gives you more information on a guy like Jalen Darner. And, um, hopefully you see kind of what I'm seeing here. And if you don't know much about Jalen Darden, please take the time. If you're a diehard football fan, go to YouTube, look up Jalen Darden highlights, just, just watch. And yes, highlights aren't everything. I want to reiterate that, but you know, from those plays, you can see the burst, the twitchiness, uh, the ability to separate those kind of things. And again, in a smaller role on the Browns in a crowded room where he could come in a rotation every once in a while, I think you would see what I'm seeing here. Also, before I leave, just want to point out, check that out. The new dogs logo, or the new dog logo, rather, for the Browns, um, t shirt. Just got these in at work. So I don't know. A lot of people hating on the logo. I like it. Looks pretty good on a shirt. It's hard to see on camera, but I don't know. I like it. I'm a nerd. Whatever. Uh, Anyway, with that being said, let me know your thoughts in the comment section. Again, my name, Derek Frisbee from DF Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel, like the video, drop a comment in the comment section. Let me know what you think. And go bruh.